0: Hello, friends. It's the 11th day of November. I'm Paul White. I want to thank you for joining me for the Deeper Daily Podcast. Uh, At about the time of this recording, we've just put up our little 90-second video on all of our social media platforms, YouTube included, website, uh, and dropped the audio of it on the podcast site of our promotion for the new book, Greater Than Jonah. You saw this pop up in your feed, on your podcast, on the third day, uh, second or third day of November, so just over a week now. And that means pre-sales are underway for our new book, which will be ready to ship by the first day of December. And the promo that we're doing is for everyone who pre-orders Greater Than Jonah, we will sign a copy of your order, sign your book, and uh, get it out to you. By the 1st of December. At least that's my initial understanding of when we're getting it out. Uh, the cost is $20 per book plus shipping. And we put a, a set rate of shipping. It's probably actually a little low, $3. Um, but we're trying to... I, I'm always trying to do more with less, I guess you could say, if we can. So uh, go check it out at paulwhiteministries.com slash store. Pre-order your copy. Pre-order a bunch of copies for Christmas. Maybe you can give them out to somebody that you think might enjoy a book that uh, talks about Jesus and uh, sees him in light of the comparisons with the biblical character Jonah. Um, I, I might do a walkthrough on the chapter titles in the next week or so, and just give you, uh, you know, 20, 30 seconds on what each chapter tries to say, maybe drum up a little interest there to see if it's might be something you're interested in. Anyway, um, $20 for the book, or you can get the Kindle edition, which will be available by the first of the month as well. And the Kindle edition, I think, is going to go for $9.99. We're also going to be working at the in the first of the year, we're going to be working on the Audible version of the book. So uh, we will have that out. And I think we're going to try to do it differently than we have before. Uh, in the past, we've only done the Audible for the my third book, and we put it behind our paywall at paulwhiteministries.com. So if you're one of our additional content subscribers, you can have the audio to Righteous Saul versus Righteous Paul. But we're going to try to do this through Audible and actually put out an Audible book on this one. So we'll see how that goes. I'll give you more details on that. uh, But that will be quite some time, by the way, before that is out. So uh, hard copy available, first of the month. Um, Jump on the website and get your copy. Okay, I'm talking forgiveness of sins. I want to start today by dealing with forgiveness of sins within the context of the creed. And when it was when this began to show up in the creed, why it was so necessary, I talked a little bit about that yesterday, but we missed a couple of things I want to bring out, and then we're going to read our text. Of course, the line comes at this at the time of I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins. There was a dichotomy of understanding in the early church, and by early, I'm actually talking like. Late 3rd century, early 4th century, so we're a couple hundred years into this journey, but there become this real dichotomy between those who saw the church as a station of holiness, sort of a place where holy people gathered, and those who saw the church as a place of forgiveness, a place where forgiveness happened, and that seems to us like that shouldn't be a dichotomy. Looking back on that eight, 17, 1800 years later, and we go, well, why can't the church be both? But, uh, and so I don't want to get ahead of myself, but the, the, what that did was caused a schism to begin to develop, a rupture began to develop in the church where who gets to receive forgiveness became a major point of schismatic contention. By the by, the third and fourth century, and so the church began to actually divide along the theological lines of uh, forgiveness is for everyone. Everyone comes into the door, receives it, no matter what you've done. And it began to divide along the lines of yes, you can initially receive the forgiveness of God and be saved, but this other stuff, if it continues, you're not really a part of the church, and you're not. And the church needs to be a sort of a bastion of holiness. I propose that we actually still struggle with this, and I want to stop here and read a text from Colossians 3, where Paul tells the character of the new man, beginning in the 12th verse, and I'll just read two verses. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long suffering bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. As far as I'm concerned, Paul dealt with that schismatic contention two or 300 years before it happened in his letter to the church at Colossae. The elect of God are holy and beloved. That's a done deal. You're already the holiness of God, but you put on mercy, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing one another, forgiving one another. The reason you put it on is because it is not always your natural inclination. I know we want to say that if you rest in God's grace and His favor, what He's going to do is automatically bring these things out of you. I do believe that as you rest in God's grace and favor, He transforms who you are so that you can become and put on the things you are to be. But I don't believe God makes you show mercy, makes you be kind, makes you be humble, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The reason we put them on is because they are not our natural clothing. But as we have put off our old suit of clothes earlier in Colossians, and I just uh, we, we just put up a sermon last week called "Our New Wardrobe." where we actually ministered a little bit from Colossians. So go check that out if you haven't. But as we've put those off, we've put on the new. And part of putting on is the opposite of the things we're supposed to be putting to death. Back in verse 5, we're putting to death fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, covetousness. We're putting on all of these things. And notice that we are holy, but we're putting on forgiveness. And Paul actually has to slow down there and explain forgiveness because... It isn't easy to do. He says, bearing with one another, forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. So he knows he needs to appeal to the better angels of our nature when it comes to forgiveness. So he goes back to the way in which Christ forgave us so that we have an understanding of how we are to forgive. So if you think Christ forgave you because you are good... Or because you are clean or because you are smart, then that's the basis by which you should be forgiving others. Now, I didn't mean to go so long with that. Tomorrow, I want to continue. We're going to spend a few days on forgiveness of sins. I just feel compelled to slow down right here and talk this out. So, tomorrow, I'm going to show you that I think we still struggle with what the third and fourth century church, that schismatic contention between holy and forgiveness, I think we still struggle with it. I want to talk about why. And we're eventually going to get to talking about forgiveness on a personal level. Not merely that we have received forgiveness of sins, but that forgiveness is a part of our reaction, a part of our lives. And we'll do that tomorrow as well as tell you about the sermon coming up this weekend. We'll see you then. God bless.